I don't think I had a home mountain because my first experience uh, resulted in me being taken off in a sled with a broken nose and a messed up neck. I, I should not be in the business based on my first experience. This is Sarah Bordeaux, and you are listening to PodSAM, the podcast channel of SAM Magazine, the voice of the mountain resort industry. We are hard at work on the next episode of the Summit Series. Catch up before the next one comes out by listening to episode 10. You can also check out the first year of the Summit Series in episodes 1 through 6. In the meantime, we thought we'd have a little fun, and on this episode, look back at where we came from. We're sharing my first mountain stories from mountain resort industry leaders, which were collected in partnership with Snow Operating. Where did you learn to ski or ride, and how did your first home mountain shape where you are today? We asked you, the diehard skiers and mountain resort industry folks, to share your stories with us, and you definitely delivered. There are a few mishaps, some moving experiences, and they all make you think back to your first days on snow. Associate Editor Sarah Wojcik sat down with Lindsay Delorier at Bolton Valley in Vermont to get her story. So where did you grow up skiing? No surprise to those who know Bolton Valley and the founding family, but um, I grew up right here at Bolton Valley and learned to ski here at Bolton Valley. Is it awesome to be back at the mountain that you grew up skiing? Yeah, it's totally awesome, though I will say I never really left. Well, with the exception of maybe a decade in my 20s, but uh, yeah, my family has um, lived up here as long as I've been alive, and my parents still live up here, and now I live up here with my daughter. Many generations of Deloriers up here. Um, Tell us a little bit about some of your fondest memories growing up at Bolton Valley. Well, my experience is probably a little bit unique because I grew up here, my family owned and operated the ski area, so pretty much all of my memories from childhood are here or, you know, in the school classroom. Um, And what I remember most of all, sort of the feeling, the vibe that I remember was having total freedom here. You know, Bolton Valley is, so for people who don't know it, Bolton Valley is this little village at the top of a long mountain road, and everything up here is in walking distance. And um, so as a kid, that's pretty special because you're sort of, you have complete freedom. It's like, you know, you've got all the woods around you, so you can go out, you can play in the woods, but you can also walk around the village and... um, So I'd say the thing that I remember most was the freedom as a child to explore the mountain, both on skis and just in the woods in general. You know, I'm so blessed to have grown up up here and to have learned to ski simultaneous with learning to walk because it's such a, it's a sport of a lifetime, you know, it's something that you can do forever. Lindsay, can you share one of your strongest memories of skiing as a child? Yeah, I mean, so Bolton Valley has night skiing, and that's unique around here, but um, I didn't realize that growing up. Obviously, we were out night skiing all the time, and the fun thing about that is, as a kid, you can come up after school and ski with your friends, so um, the memory that I'm going to share takes place at night, and with all the kids, you know, elementary school kids, high school kids, college kids, you got to picture them all sort of like descending on the mountain for night skiing, and... um, one of my friends growing up, we would always come out skiing, and she'll tell this story too. And uh, I was like, <laughs> maybe like a little bit um, like boisterous or competitive as a kid. <laughs> and uh, adventurous, adventurous, <laughs> adventurous. And um, I always loved to like challenge people to races. And so um, this 
I probably just remember it because my friend has told the story so many times of us being up. We were probably in like sixth or seventh grade and, you know, challenging these older guys like I don't know if they're in high school or college to like race down the mountain and like tuck down the mountain as fast as you can definitely not something we want kids to be doing out here especially back then pre-helmet days um but uh yeah just you know bombing around got the March issue of Sam magazine on hand read more about Lindsay Bolton Valley and the key role small and mid-sized independent resorts play in the March issue of Sam magazine Our next story also features a resort owner who didn't go too far from where his story started. Senior editor Dave Meeker caught up with Rick Schmitz at the NSAA Western Show in Snowbird this year. Uh, My name is Rick Schmitz. I'm from Wisconsin. I learned to ski at a very small ski resort outside Milwaukee called Little Switzerland. Um, In 2005, I purchased a ski area not far from there, an hour and a half from there called Nordic Mountain. Um, and then in 2012, had the opportunity to purchase the ski area I learned to ski at. Um, and so now I own the ski area that I learned to ski at. Talk about coming full circle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, how old were you when you learned to ski at Little Switz? I was four years old. Wow, nice. Coming from a skiing family? Um, somewhat, yeah. My parents actually got into skiing in their 40s, which is pretty rare. Um, they got in because I have older brothers who were teenagers. They, uh, friends brought them into the sport, and so then my parents saw that their kids were skiing and decided to get into skiing in their 40s. And so then I was four at the time, and so they got me into skiing when they got into skiing. Wicked. So you took lessons growing up at Little no, Switz? and I've never, I've never taken a ski lesson. Is that right? Um, so my dad, who barely knew how to ski, taught me how to ski um, because he had just learned. He tied a belt around my waist. Um, he took his belt off, put it around my waist, and he held the strap. Um, as we went down the hill, he did that a couple times, and then I just went in straight line the rest of the time. <laughs> I remember vividly getting yelled at by ski patrol at the bottom nonstop because I would just go to the top and ski straight down and just just barely come to a stop at the bottom and they're like you're skiing out of control you have to stop so yeah I did that I remember that vividly everywhere I went I got yelled at by ski patrol how about that (laughs) so now that you are the owner of the place where you learned to ski were there any changes that you made based upon your experience from growing up there well I mean we completely rebuilt that ski area. So, I mean, the, the ski area, yeah, so the ski area was at a point it had been closed and shut down for five years. So we had to completely rebuild it. But, yeah, I was remembering a lot of things that, you know, I remember skiing growing up there, and now we have to do this because everyone remembers this and um, different things like that. So, yeah, there wasn't anything, like, that we've changed substantially other than rebuilding everything and making it up to date yeah. better. So you changed a lot of things. <laughs> we changed a lot of things, yeah. We changed a lot of things. One, one thing I thought we were going to change for sure when we looked at the area was I thought we were going to have to raise the building and start over because um, the lodge was in such, such tough shape. Um, but we ended up saving the lodge. We had, we had an architect look at it, and he's like, it's, it's going to be more cost-effective to rehab this thing. Um, we put a ton of money into that, and um, I think it's one of the really good things for us because it's, you know, th- that lodge is, you know, part of the area. It's a little bit iconic, and everyone knows that lodge, and it has so much more character than the utilitarian building we probably would have built in its place. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool, so we're happy that happened. In your opinion, as the owner of now three ski areas, uh, how important are areas like Switz and Nordic uh, and the Rock to introducing people to the sports of skiing snowboarding? I mean, I think that it, it's essential. Um, you know, I think it's the, the, the barrier to entry 
for people to come to our ski areas is a lot less than coming to a major mountain resort just from a cost standpoint. Um, so I think, you know, it's, it's a great way to get people into the sport. They, you know, learn it, get good at it, and then they decide, hey, we're going to take that family trip out west. You know, we're going to go. And I mean, that's what so many of our customers are and our, our core customers, the families that are there. You know, they take one or two out west trips a year. Um, they, they ski by us, you know, at nights after work and on weekends, um, and they come out after as well as, you know, the tons of school groups we get through and our multi-week lesson programs. Um, I mean, it's, it's at the core of what we do at our areas. Rick and his crew were featured in the March issue of SAM. These guys took their antiquated snowmaking system and made it an example of modern efficiency on a tight budget. Check it out. Let's loop back around to JJ Toland from JPeak and find out how his story progressed. Uh, my name is JJ Toland from JPeak Resort and I'm uh, the director of communications. Um, where did you start skiing or snowboarding? What was your first time? My first mountain was Little Gap. Apparently it's called uh, Blue Mountain now in Pennsylvania. And was that your first home mountain as well? I don't think I had a home mountain because my first experience uh, resulted in me being taken off in a sled with a broken nose and a messed up neck. I, I should not be in the business based on my first experience. Yeah, I was kind of wondering how that happened. Um, so who taught you? <laughs> I dare ask. I got suckered in by a good buddy of mine and said, oh, you've never skied before, you should come up and check out the sport. And despite the broken nose and the sled ride, I fell in love with gravity. So what was one of your strongest memory from the first few years you were skiing? The strongest memory was the pain, uh, the subsequent memories, but it, it, it actually fundamentally changed the trajectory of my life because I wound up really wanting to go to Colorado. And so I made it my mission to go to the University of Colorado at Boulder because I really wanted to be in the business. Say, and major in skiing? They didn't have those in <laughs> the early 90s, but I became a professional ski bum and a bartender in Vail. Sounds about right. Yep. All right, um, one last one. What was your loudest ski accessory in the 80s? Ooh, my loudest was probably uh, my CB pullover that used to blow in the wind once you crossed the 20-mile-an-hour threshold. Made this love of... The 108-page May Mega Issue of Sam Magazine is coming out soon, and there are even more stories from My First Mountain in there, plus best worst marketing and more. Not a subscriber? Head to saminfo.com slash subscribe to make sure you do not miss out. Stay tuned for more My First Mountain stories in future episodes of Pod Sam and online at saminfo.com. Do you have an incredible story you want to share? Send it to Associate Editor Sarah Wojcik at sarahw at saminfo.com, and you can send that written or recorded. Learn more about our My First Mountain partner, Snow Operating, at snowoperating.com. Our theme music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. The Pod Sam Advisor is Alex Kaufman, the Wintry Mix Podcast Guy. I am Sarah Bordea, and thank you for listening to Pod Sam. <laughs>